I believe the Lord has been very kind to you because he has given you breath. Look at how many people have died, but you are still alive. Look at the peace you are enjoying. May the peace of God be with you. My topic today is the five lies of Satan that have become Christian doctrines. You see, he's a master deceiver. And I want you to be very, very careful. Last week, I ended on a note that the cross is your hope. Jesus is our only hope to peace, happiness, and eternal life. Come to the foot of the cross and be saved. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Isaiah 1.18 Come now and let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as wool. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then John 14.1-3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. When the devil is bombarding you with poverty and sickness, don't worry. I'm coming again to redeem you and save you out of the presence of sin. Until then, watch out. Because Satan has brought in some deceptions and they have become the doctrines of the church. I learned a slogan from one Dr. Bird. He says, What do you believe? And why do you believe what you believe? And where do you find what you believe in the Bible? Shall we pray? Gracious Father, be with me. And I'm praying that you will anoint my lips, touch my lips, help me to articulate. Help me to say nothing but the truth. For the truth shall set your children free. I want to thank you so much for giving me this privilege to speak your words. Stand by me, take me out of flesh, and speak through me, speak by me, and speak for me. In Jesus' name, amen. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 10, there is something very interesting. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God said that it was good. Good. Verse 12. Verse 12, the last sentence, and God saw that it was good. Verse 15, and God saw that it was good. He made everything good. Verse 17, and God set them in the firmament of the earth to give light upon the earth. Verse 18, and God saw that it was good. Verse 25, verse 25 says, And God made the beasts of the earth of every kind. Finally, and God saw that it was good. Everything God did was good. Verse 26, I've read that already. I'm reading from verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. It wasn't only good, it was very good. From the beginning, all was good. On the sixth day, everything was perfect. And then he blessed the Sabbath to crown it all. When God, the creator, declares something to be good, it is surely good. Because my Bible tells me in James 1.17, all good gifts come from God. God gave a specific instruction to Adam and Eve. 
Something they shouldn't do in Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not surely eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. It was a specific command. God didn't mess with words. But then one day the enemy visited. And listen to what happened. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. And the serpent was more softer than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, had God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now listen to the first lie. The first lie that Satan has made it a belief, a doctrine of Christianity. And thank God I am not under this deception. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. He added only one word. Listen to what he said when God asked her when she had fallen. Listen to what she said in Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is it that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I did it. Did you hear that? The serpent deceived me. He beguiled me. Deception is the expertise of the devil. This is the first time the word deceived is mentioned about Satan. The first lie of Satan is the immortality of the soul. That when a man dies, his soul doesn't die. And it has become the doctrine of the Christian church. It is the lie of the devil. Because my Bible tells me in 1 Timothy chapter 1. That only one being is immortal. When we sinned, we lost that opportunity to live forever because we couldn't eat of the tree of life. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 17. Now unto the king immortal, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Only God is immortal. We are all mortal beings. We are all going to die. I'm going to die. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. I like this. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 16. Pardon me. If you read from verse 13, it's so beautiful. I give the charge in the sight of God, which quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus Christ, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. Verse 15 which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and the only pontate, only pontate, only pontate. It's a title of God. Reverence occurs in the Bible only once and is given to only one being, Jehovah, creator. But human beings are called right reverend, sister and soul reverend. All these have become doctrines of the church. It's coming from the devil. The only pontate, the king of kings and the lord of lords, who only has immortality. Only God has immortality. Only Jehovah has immortality. 
Nobody has. The only time man will put on immortality is the day when Jesus will come. Let me read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 54. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. A very beautiful passage. It says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory on the day when Jesus will come and the dead will be resurrected and the living will be translated, we will put on immortality. That will be the day when there will be no more death. When a man dies, he doesn't have a soul that lives somewhere. It is a lie of the devil. Haven't you heard people saying, may his soul rest in perfect peace? What soul are you talking about? God breathed into man the breath of life. The nostrils, he breathed into his nostrils the bread of life, and man became a living soul. Satan is deceiving. Satan is apt to deceive. God calls death sleep. You remember John chapter 11, verses 11 to 13 and verse 25. When he was talking about the death of Lazarus, he was talking about the sleep of Lazarus. Jesus said death is like sleep. And the only way that death can come back to life is the day when Jesus shall appear. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Verses 16 and 17. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verses 16 and 17. It says what? For the Lord himself. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. There is no immortal soul going to heaven or into hell. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. We are all going to meet God together. No dead person is going to heaven or to hell. Except those who have been mentioned by the Bible. That they are already in heaven. May his soul rest in peace. That is a lie of the devil. The first lie of Satan is that you shall not surely die. It has become a Christian doctrine. Immortality of the soul. May he rest in peace. People believe that when one dies he turns into a ghost. And we can go to heaven or to hell or to travel somewhere and get married and reproduce. This means that God has punished Cain for the past 6,000 years. Cain is still in hell burning. Satan is painting God as a mean God, as a wicked God. No. Let me ask you a question. Can you imagine you losing your beautiful wife and then you remarry? And then your wife was a good Christian, so she is in heaven. And your wife sees the stepmother of, of, of her children being punished by the stepmother, being mistreated. And your wife is looking down from heaven down. Will she enjoy heaven? No. No, God has never said that. That is the work of the devil. Secondly, the reason why this lie is dangerous is that it is out of this lie that spiritism sprang. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, 1 Samuel chapter 28, 1 Samuel chapter 28, listen to this. You have to know this. 1 Samuel chapter 28. I'm reading from verse 11 to 17. Then said the woman, whom shall I bring up unto thee? This is Saul who went to the witch of Endor. She went to the witch of Endor. Bring me up. Bring me up, Samuel. He didn't say bring down, Samuel. Bring me up, Samuel. 
And when the woman saw Samuel, he cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what thou sowest. And the woman said unto Saul, I saw G-O-D-S, gods. Did you see that? I saw gods ascending out of the earth. So who is a ghost? It's a fallen angel. One of the fallen angels of Satan will impersonate the dead person and then will come out. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And he said, An old man cometh up and is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived, he perceived, he thought it was Samuel. And he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. Deceived. The woman deceived the King Saul. Be careful of this lie. Out of this came the consultation of the dead that you can speak to your dead mother. And out of it came what we call mesmerism and cons consultation. And when some people are speaking in tongues, pardon me, I'm not against tongues because I'm not a white man, yet I'm speaking English. It's a gift. Be careful of speaking in tongues because you may be speaking the language of a ghost, of a spirit, of a dead person that has been impersonated by the evil one. Satan is a deceiver. He's a master deceiver. Be careful. His second lie is a burning hell. In the 1500s, a man by name Tetzel sold pardon and forgiveness in Germany. He said that if a man paid a certain amount of money, money to build St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, the soul of a loved one who was in hell will fly from hell to heaven. And people were paying, paying money. This means that God is so mean that he punishes sinners forever and ever. What is the meaning of Revelation chapter 14? Because that is one of the texts they use. Revelation chapter 14. See, Satan is a liar. He will always misquote God. He will quote the Bible and add something to it. I'm reading from verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of the atonement ascended up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night. What is the meaning of forever and ever here? Let me take you to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11. The mother said, I'm giving Eli. Eli, I'm giving my son to you. May he serve you forever and ever. Where is Samuel? Is he still serving? He's dead. So what God is saying here, forever and ever means when nothing burnable is burnt. When everything burnable is burnt, there is no hell yet. Hell will be at the end of the world. Matthew chapter 13. Let's hear from the lips of Jesus himself. Matthew chapter 13, verses 37 to 38. Matthew 17, 37 to 38. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. And the good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the day, in the end of this world. 
So he's talking about the end of the world when there will be hellfire. Hellfire will be when the whole world will be on fire. Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4, the last book of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 4 and verse 1. Listen to what Malachi says. For behold, a day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And that day that cometh shall burn them up. Burn them up, saith the Lord. So it is a complete annihilation, total annihilation. There is no hell yet. That day has not come yet. It is coming. And that is why Satan is very anxious, wants you to be there. Has that day come? It has not come yet. Now let me go to the third lie of Satan, which is very important. It has become a Christian doctrine. And this is it. It is called the, the, the theory of the secret rapture. The theory suggests that Christ will come and rapture the living saints in secret. And the wicked would never know it. Do you know where this came from? The theory of the secret rapture is not biblical. In 1864, listen carefully, a lady by name Margaret McDonald's made some utterances of the spirits. She said he was speaking in tongues, which was interpreted to mean a secret coming of Jesus Christ. When she was asked if she had any Bible support to the theory, she said, no, it is not biblical, but purely by the utterance of the Holy Spirit, she said. Contrary to what the Bible says. For my Bible says in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. He cometh with the clouds and every eye shall see him. Can the Holy Spirit contradict himself? Impossible. That theory is the theory of the devil. And let me tell you the faces. It has six faces. The secret rapture says the church or Christians will be raptured secretly. Seven years before the great tribulation. Daniel chapter 12 verses 1 to 3 says it is not true. The Christians, the believers will be here during the tribulation. And Jesus will come and, Michael will come and rapture his people and resurrect the dead. And they will go to heaven. Revelation chapter 13 verses 11 to 18 says this is not true because a law will be passed. And the law that will be passed by the Antichrist will Call for persecution and great tribulation before Jesus comes. Number two, the living wicked will not notice or they will remain unharmed at the second at the rapture. It will be a secret between the believers and Christ. This is inconsistent with any Bible history, any Bible quotation. It is not biblical. Because Matthew chapter 24, Matthew 24. Verses 30 and 31. Listen to Jesus Christ himself speaking. Matthew chapter 24, verses 30 and 31. And when, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes, not some tribes, all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. The secret rapture doesn't hold any water. Don't believe it. 
Number three, the third phase. Life will continue on earth for seven peaceful years. And then the Antichrist will arise, leading to a great tribulation. The period of 70 years of peace will be a second chance God will be given to those who were not ready for the first rapture. You don't believe this. There's a lie of the devil. If you have any preparation to make, make it now. Because 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 9 to 10, 9 to 11 says, No, it is not true. For on the day when Jesus will come, something will happen. Something will happen. Let me read to you here. I'm reading from verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, world, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief. As a thief doesn't mean a secret rapture. It will come as a surprise. Suddenly it will happen on the day you don't expect in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And you tell me this is going to be secret? No, impossible. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Now listen to verse 11. If there will be any peace thereafter. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? If you have any second chance, it is now. God is giving you a second chance. Number four, Christ will come and declare war on the Antichrist and set up his kingdom on earth among the wicked nations. That is not true. Roman, Revelation chapter 20 verse 10 says, no, it is not true. Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 to 4 says, no, it is not true. For John says, I saw the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. The new Jerusalem coming down will come before hellfire comes. The secret rapture doesn't hold water. Verse, no, point number five. He will rule over the wicked with a rod iron for 1,000 years. This is not true. This is not true. This is called a millennium. When the saints, Jesus will come and take the dead and the living, uh, resurrect them and translate them. They will go to heaven and spend a thousand years with Jesus Christ in heaven. And this whole world will be in a mess. Finally, at the end of the thousand years, the secret rapture says there will be a final destruction of the wicked. This is not true because Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 23 to 26 tells me that on that day, there will be no man. There will be no birds. All the mountains, all the cities will be, called, will be destroyed at the coming of Jesus Christ. How can you say that this is going to be secret? Revelation 1, 7 says it's not true. Don't believe it. Matthew 24, verse 30 says it's not true. Don't believe it. Don't believe the secret rapture. It is a lie of the devil. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. I will continue next week. This is a very important thing. I will tell you the reason why Satan is hiding the identity of the Antichrist. The secret rapture is to hide the identity of the Antichrist. I will see you next week. Father, help us not to believe the lie of Satan. Help us to accept the truth. For the truth shall set us free. In the name of your Holy Son, I pray it. Amen. The issues are very revealing, friend, isn't it? It's so revealing. So let only what is written in the scriptures inform the choices that you make in this life. Satan, you know, is very, very smart, so watch out. 
We have the DVDs and the audio CDs that have been made ready. You can ask for them so you can have something to refer to hereafter. We also welcome your donations. They are not small, they are not big. Any amount is okay for us. Just send them to us. And next week, the same day, same time, we're coming back with another topic for you. God bless you, friend. Thank you for watching today's episode of Encounter with Truth with God 7 Pastor Dr. Andrews Lawrence O, an international evangelist. For inquiries, prayer or counseling, call any of the following numbers on your screen. And remember, your generous financial support is always welcome. Please call us. May God richly bless you. Jesus is coming again.